Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? On today's Fearlessly Made You podcast, we have a special guest who is near and dear to my heart, Claire Campbell. Claire is the owner of Ride Society of Pensacola, which if there isn't a better place that truly represents being fearless and fierce, Ride Society is one of those places. And I am just so excited for you all to get the chance to get to know the wonderful woman that is Claire. Claire, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Well, Christy, thank you for having me. I can't believe we're here after all this time. Um, the book is here, and thank you so much, and congratulations. Thank you, thank it's you. It's a privilege to be able to speak with you today. Oh, my goodness, girl. Mm-hmm. It is a privilege to speak with you. And it, it's so fun that you you mentioned the book because one of the things that you and I have talked about is you know what it means to be fearlessly made and, and the uh, whole process and the inspiration behind the book. And we've talked about what that means as part of Ride Society. And uh, you know, I really want to dive into that and, and just for you guys, guys to know like ride society is you know you're riding bikes in the dark but it's not just that like you're riding to the rhythm of the beat and you're really getting a chance to to release and I think that's one of the things that I love about Claire and I love about what she represents and who she is as a person is she really focuses on how are you moving using movement how are you using that to help you progress forward in your life and so Claire you can tell people that better than I can I would love for you to share just a little bit about who you are talk to us about your journey just so we get to know a little bit more about this fearless woman that is you. Well, thank you so much. And literally everything you stand for and epitomize is what we are at Ride Society. And you, you hit the nail on the head. Long story short, from Pensacola, I grew up here. I moved to New York City to study film and um, actually grew up in this space here at the Pensacola Little Theater. I came up in the children's chorus and doing, you know, local theater productions in the summertime. And so it's really amazing and surreal to full 360 be back in this building. Um, I moved to New York to pursue a career in television. I wound up in advertising and, and had some amazing creative opportunities there. So really just the, those foundations of creative, um, Pursuits as a kid took me to New York and and led me to a lot of amazing opportunities up there. You know, living in a crazy city, you you have to find your outlets, right? Um, Working in television and and crazy, you know, agency hours, I needed to find my release. And I actually was after a terrible breakup. A girlfriend was like, come with me to this thing called Soul Cycle, the spin class. And I was like, I honestly didn't know what it was. But I was like, okay, we're going to go work out. And (laughs) it was... Truly, I mean, it was not, it was an experience that I'll, I'll truly never forget. I, it's probably my love for music and cinema. It was just so dramatic to be like moving with all these people in a dark room and feeling the energy of all these strangers, but we were writing as one. And I just had this like epiphany and like, I found myself crying on that very first oh, class. Wow. Cause you know how it is. We yes. call it the spin cry. Yes. It's and a thing. A it's spin a cry is a thing. thing. <laughs> it's a thing. And, um, you know, and also I think why I fell in love with it too is just the production element, which yes. we talk a lot about. It is like we treat every class like a, a show of yes. sorts. And so anyway, I left feeling totally exhilarated to having found something that was going to bring me a little peace and sanity in that crazy city. And yeah, over over time, I got more and more into it. And even though my my life was crazy and I, I unfortunately didn't have like a regular schedule and, and to be perfectly honest, 
I found myself 12 years later in New York and, and kind of looking around wondering um, what I was still doing there because I just found myself in a rut while my work was very fulfilling and rewarding in a lot of ways. Something was speaking to me mm-hmm. inside saying, you're, you're not really happy here anymore. And like your path needs to shift. Something needs to change. So I... Um, I found myself coming home a lot during that period. I would, if I had time off, I would book a flight to Pensacola. And around that period, downtown Pensacola was undergoing an incredible renaissance. I was amazed at all of the new business, all of the new development, all of the young people that were moving here, people like you, and people, you know, really taking a chance on our community and starting small businesses and leaders in our community who were taking chances on young entrepreneurs and and really guiding that that way. And so I really just re-fell in love with my hometown. Sure, we have beautiful beaches and it is paradise. And trust me, every time getting on the plane back to cold New York City and like looking out over the water, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I, I, Christy, like literally it was one day I was having lunch at Carmen's on Palafox Street. Yes, our favorite. Our fa- it's our favorite. It's place. our favorite. Not that we're doing a shameless plug, but no, Carmen's it is our favorite. <laughs> the soda bread. Get it. Anyway, yes. I sat, was sitting there with my family and I was like, how wonderful would it be to have something like SoulCycle here, you know, and something that I loved so much and became a part of my day-to-day in New York. And truly, I think it started as a fantasy of like, what can I do in Pensacola? Mm. Like, how can I, how can I create an opportunity for myself here? Cause yeah. I wanted to be home. I love that. You know, I work in, I work in, I worked in television and mm-hmm. it was those big opportunities, you know, we're not, uh, you know, I, I, I not, I don't work in news. I couldn't, you know, anyway, that's where the idea, I literally sitting on Palafox, I was like, I want to maybe open a spin studio on Palafox and just completely uproot my life and pivot. So that kind of that seed of an idea just started to grow. Like I would spend weekends in my apartment in New York, writing a business plan, studying other studios. And then that evolved into going to studios and meeting with studio owners and really just educating myself on on all of that and literally it just christy it got to the point probably over the span of six months to a year truthfully it that's how long i sat on this idea wow but it just became so real in my mind and so tangible and it it became something that i could not turn away from and so i started to put the pieces in place to make it happen and i'm very very lucky that i had the support of my friends and family um and I literally one day I woke up I quit my job and I packed up my apartment and I moved home to start Ride Society and so here we are today and I couldn't be happier truly that I was just literally falling following that inner whisper telling me that you know I needed a change and I just chased my bliss, girl. That's what I say. It's literally I on our wall that. Yes, in the it studio. Is. Chase your bliss. And I love that that's where that came from. Yeah, I never knew that. I had a mentor in New York actually tell me that, um, I, a colleague, and you know, there's something to it. There's something to it. So I, those are words that I live by and I tried, I tried to live by daily. Claire, your story. Is that okay? Did I cover it? Beautiful. I yes. go all, I could keep going. I go all I over the place, but oh, and I, I don't you worry. We're gonna okay. keep going. Okay. Don't okay. you worry. Okay. But I love the thing that I love about what you said though is you put in work and education to figure out what made sense. Totally. Talk to me more about yeah, that. Yeah, and I that's a lot of that's a that's something that I've t- spoken with a lot of entrepreneurs or people looking to set out to start businesses. Uh, it's overwhelming and it's very easy to be motivated and excited about an idea. Yes. 
but you know, and I, I'm very, I'm a creative person and I get ideas all the time. And then often, you know, I'll sit with them for, you know, a couple of weeks, whatever it may be. And I'm like, you know what? Not as passionate about that idea because I let it marinate and like did the research to like, can we make this happen? Whatever. I'm really glad that I did do my homework on that because I felt so prepared, Christy, when like, when tooth, What's the expression? When push, come, when push comes to, to shove. shove. Yeah. Thanks. I was like, I had, we were ready to go. Everything from like knowing what the actual studio space needed to look like. I, I just felt very prepared because I truly spent a year of like studying and, and speaking to people and, and really defining what that vision was, was going to look like. You know, and that's something that, to your point, when you're wanting to start something, starting a business, starting something new, a new phase or journey yeah. in your life, I think, and especially in this in this day and age, and, and I talk about this a lot with people, but so many people are wanting to, okay, well, I'm going to jump here and it's going to be great and yeah. we're going to figure it out. And it's like, yeah. but figuring it out yeah. isn't necessarily how you actually move forward. Yeah. So you've moved forward. And I, I almost want to go back just a little bit because- Let's do it. I'm, I'm imagining you in New York mm-hmm. City and- and one thing for you guys to know, when Claire and I first met, the thing we bonded over is that we both lived in New York. So I worked in New York for a year, which is basically like living there yeah. for a year. Yeah. Um, and Claire had lived in New York for so long. And when Ride Society was coming to fruition, we talked about yeah. that experience and the vibe and the energy. And so it's ironic to me that you're in New York and you're like, yeah, I'm not getting what I need here to crazy? move forward. So I, I, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, gosh, uh, I know. I, it's, I never in a million years would have ever thought my path would have led me back to Pensacola, truly. Um, I am a family girl. My family is here. And I, I honestly, Christy, I think a lot of it too is nature is just not as easily accessible in New York City. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will argue with me on that. But I really just... The fact that I can get in, be in a car and be to the beach in five minutes here is, it's not like New York. You, it's, you got to drive, you got to get on a train, you got to schlep. Like that to me was something that I was lacking. So nature was really important. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, th- my, my goal with Right Society was to bring a piece of New York back with me. Right. And that yeah. energy. And I wanted to, I felt like there was, you know, I feel like downtown Pensacola has this, the, the energy of a, of an up and coming city. And I, you know, I really wanted to bring what I know and love about New York back to my hometown. So that was really my, my goal there. But I mean, yeah, what your question was really like, how did I choose to step away? No, it's kind of, you know, I think you've kind of hit it to be really honest with you because it's more of that, the, the why behind it. And that's, you know, I think about when I was in New York myself, I missed something. Like there was, there was something. Oh, like a, yeah, there was like a yeah. missing piece. Yes. Girl, New York wasn't serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, I spent my twenties there, um, which is an incredible place to be in your twenties to learn and grow. I mean, I much like how you, you spoke about in um, other, your behind the grind podcast <laughs> about how you were an intro introvert as a child. I very much relate to you. New York city completely allowed me to blossom and, to, yeah. and let me be myself and learn, learn, uh, learn, uh, you know, more about who I am than I ever thought possible, but it just wasn't serving me anymore. It really was just like too, I, you know, I love it and will always be home in yes. many ways and you never know what will happen. But I, it was a hard pill to swallow because so much of my, who I thought yes. I was going to be was this, you know, successful TV producer living, you know, living the fast pace. And I just 
that I, I woke up and I found myself in that, you know, in a in that role, but I, I just, something was missing. There was a missing link. And if I, I was just being honest with myself, there was, I, I, something was calling me back here and I just listened and I continued to listen and I started to explore that. And that's what really led me to, to just admit to myself, maybe it's time to close the New York chapter and just try this on and it's okay to change. It's okay to pivot. I love that. It's mm-hmm. okay to change. It's okay to pivot. You know, I think that's something that we have to be okay with, right? Mm-hmm. And that's such a hard thing, especially when people have put a timeline on how you're supposed to be successful by certain periods of time or you're totally, supposed to do all these totally. things. And then that's not, you know, and as we think about the whole purpose behind why we're here, why we're having this dialogue, being fearless is not letting fear drive you. And it's also not being without fear. So 100%. there's a certain level of fear. And right? I mean, that's, I was right at the intersection of that, right? Like fear of leaving this industry that I'd spent years working so hard yeah. to, you know, to, 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 you know, climb the, climb the ladder as they say. And, and I was, you know, it's a terrifying thing to be like, okay, I'm completely jumping ship and going to do something entirely different in another city. Um, but then there was, you know, the fear of accepting that fear. Then there's the fear of like, well, maybe this may not work. Right. It very well may not work. Right. And you might have to like run back to New York with your tail between your legs and like start <laughs> over. So I definitely, there was fear all around Christy, but I, emb- I embraced it. I love that. I embraced the fear and I just, look, as women, I think we're very intuitive and I'm, I'm constantly, the older I get, the more in check I am with that and just gut feeling. And I just followed my gut. I love that. Well, and you know, you bring up such a beautiful point, which is as you're following your gut, as you're thinking about what serves you mm-hmm. and what it means to embrace a journey that maybe no one else has carved before, which really, even though you'd had the chance to, you know, get yourself educated and build a foundation around studios, that wasn't here in Pensacola. No. Like this is brand new. The vibe is brand totally. new. And you know, as and I'm thinking about people who are like, I hear what you're saying about Ride Society. Yeah. I know it's bikes yeah but, but like what as you're the hell thinking is it? about it yeah. yeah so what is it well how would you describe Very, it i know it's so i liken it to meditative cardio mm-hmm. um you know we talked about this yes we did recently <laughs> about there's something uh, for many people for me and like you i find i can find stillness in movement a lot of people have whatever it is for them running mm-hmm. ro- real road cycling um rhythm riding ride society we ride to the beat of the music so we're in a dark room the lights are super low the music is loud and you are in a room full of people that are all riding to the same beat so it almost feels like dance class yes unofficial dance class (laughs) but there's something pretty powerful and primal when you move to the beat of the music there's nothing really more natural in my opinion um and for me it's spiritual it's not for me it's not just about getting a workout and like you know getting super sweaty while that's great and that's an incredible release for me it is my time to click the reset button it's my time to really be still with myself yes um it's not the only time but it is incredible you know i think what can rise within when you when you make yourself vulnerable to pushing your body because you're pushing your body, but you're also pushing your, your mind and your heart. And there's just an incredible sense of community that comes with that when you are writing with a group and group fitness. Um, so 
yes, it's indoor cycling class, you know, we get sweaty and we work really hard, but it's, uh, to me, it is so much more. And I hope that that is what people find when they come to our studio. I had had the experiences in New York of going to Soul Cycle and yeah. really enjoying that release that just to your point spiritualness that happens and you know the book that really inspired this podcast is there's a lot of my faith drawn into that so yes. that really connects with me. Absolutely. But something that is uniquely different about Ride Society mm. than any other fitness studio, any other ride studio is it's you. And there's this passion and this love for people that is so woven into the fabric of how Ride Society operates. And I think that is something so important and something so beautiful uh, for all of you to understand in here as well. And so it's the question that, that I ask everyone. And it's the question I ask you as you think about that passion, your ability mm -hmm. to infuse it into Ride Society, to infuse it into your art, into mm -hmm. your work. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? And how do you do that in still answering the question how am I becoming and still maintaining my fearless existence and being fearlessly made? You know, as I said before, I really believe that what you have written and what you have put in the written word and the spirit of fearlessly made you is so much in the fabric of what we are at Ride Society. Literally, my epiphany of just committing to leaving New York and starting this new chapter happened on a spin bike. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it is all, you know, we, uh, whether we know we're made, I, I need to get the book. I mean, I need to start quoting you in class because <laughs> literally, I mean, it's, it's truly the same. It's the same. Every, it's, it takes a lot of guts to try something new. And I, we tell all of our new writers that, and you know, you have to make a choice to be fearless every day. And certainly for me, I never thought in a million years that I would teach a spin class, Christy. I learned very quickly. I had to like walk, walk the walk. I was going to talk the talk, but <laughs> so, you know, I, ju I just, I, f to me, being fearless is, <sighs> it's just choosing to trust yourself and to choosing to trust your journey. And as I said before, to follow your instincts and to embrace the fear. Yeah. I love that. And you embrace the fear. I like that. I love that statement of embracing the fear because I think a lot of people are, for lack of a better word, afraid to embrace the fear because they don't know what's on the other side of it. I mean, well, you it's know, crazy. I mean, that's, that's life, you know, that's, that's every day. We don't know what's coming around the corner. And I just, I just think that you truly, the way I have chosen to live my life and something that we try to, you know, we preach in our classes, if you will, is that you just have to, you have to choose what's going to make you happy and you can't, if it's scary, that's okay. Yeah. And just trust, trust yourself and trust that you you know, you know what's best and, and just own that journey, you know? That. I love that. So when you think about that and the owning of your journey, which I love that you say that, I, I think about the people that are listening that have been lost mm -hmm. or like you are in a place or were in a place where they're just like, mm -hmm. I'm not really I'm sure lost. if this is fitting yes. me or, or yeah. serving my needs mm -hmm. anymore. What would you give if you're thinking about knowledge nuggets, piece of advice or wisdom? What would, what would that look like for you to share? You know what? Circling back to our, com our recent conversation, movement. Mm -hmm. For me personally, when I'm unstable and if I'm feeling just off kilter, I find peace through movement. Mm -hmm. it's, it grounds me. And often from that place, I then am able to gain clarity, mental clarity, whatever it may be, or just stillness or peace, a little bit of peace. Yes. And I don't know, I just sit in that and wait for, you know, for the answers, if you will. No, but um, 
I think that moving is an, is incredibly important. And I have learned in my life that when I was feeling lost and stuck, that movement was the key for me to help clear my head to be unstuck. I love that. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you. And you, that, you know, that's exactly it. I think that's so important is whatever it looks like mm-hmm. for you because it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself in that place of, I've got this place of movement that's bringing me to the peace I need, mm-hmm. what are the things for you that you feel like it brings to your life when you can finally get in that kind of unstuck place? Maybe the creative energies, the innovations, the things that happen from it. Oh, 100%. I mean, I... It's amazing how how I, different I feel from the minute I walk into a class to when I'm leaving. I just 100% am like tapping into a creative source that maybe wasn't there before. Um, I'm just a happier person. And my my what I have learned in my life, Christy, is that I know to always return to that. Literally, my mom, we have this in common. I, my mom is my rock. She's yes. my business partner. She really is. And she is there. <laughs> she didn't know how much she was going to be involved. And I was like, I'm moving home. I didn't by know either. Way, I know, by the way. Anyway, she, as, as kids to my sister and myself, whenever we would come home having a bad day at school, she would say, let's go for a walk. Like, put on your shoes, let's go for a walk. So she instilled in us very early that movement is a form of healing. I love that. And that really is a foundation of a principle of, of right society. And we, we, we t- implement music. We, we say movement is healing and music transports. So I just really welcome that philosophy. And to me, I'm like, amazing things can happen when you just kind of surrender to that, surrender to movement and like see see where it takes you. I, you know, it's that's beautiful because as you talk about that too, the light that comes into your eyes when you talk about family and how that yeah. helped and, and inspired yeah. you. So it brings me to the question of yeah. when you aren't at Ride Society, when you aren't being a, a badass businesswoman, what does life look like for you outside of the studio? And what does that look like with your family? Christy, that's a great question. And it's actually something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, obviously as a new business owner and then COVID hitting. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect that one. Right. And maybe if I, you know, I, I asked myself, I'm like, if someone would have forewarned me that that would have been on our agenda, like going into year two, I don't know if I would have done, I would have totally still done you it. Still I still would <laughs> But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, settling in. We've been open three years now or yeah, roughly three years, which is really mind blowing for me. I can't me. believe it's been that it's long. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. That means I've known you for that long now. I know. It's crazy. I love that. I love that too. <laughs> I'm, you know, so much of my identity has been and my time and energy and my life source has been put into making this business run. And, you know, it's kind of an amazing thing that like watering, watering this little like thing that we, we, we planted and have grown. It's kind of like doing its thing now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, feel very lucky that I can now take a day or two away and like, look you know take a second like I am not entirely of this this is not my identity and I'm really actually to be perfectly vulnerable with you I'm working through that right now I'm like okay so like what's next you know of course I have big dreams for right society I would love to grow it and who knows what will happen um I need the vaccine (laughs) that vaccine and let's see what happens yes I you know, I think I definitely I try to move my body in other ways. I, I'm really like I need to do more. Yo- I love yoga. In fact, yoga was one of the things I did in New York that was really grounding for me as well. If I wasn't at a spin class, so 
Um, I try to move. I try to spend as much time. I'm very lucky. My family's here. My grandparents retired here a few years ago, so I get to spend a lot of time with them, catching up on what feels like years that I missed out when I was busy working in New York and missed family reunions, et cetera. So, um, yeah, that's really where I've been putting my time and energy is just, you know, truthfully enjoying Pensacola and the fruits that Pensacola has to offer and enjoying a really healthy work, work life balance because the, the, I did not have that in, in the city. I love you that. Know? Yeah. And that's part of being, and not being ashamed of it. That's like, exactly there is, it. we, t- you know, we talk about this, you know, I definitely am like, I'm, I like to always be working towards something or creating something, but I'm learning in my thirties to just chill mm-hmm. and, enjoy a glass of wine every now yes, and again and to that just settle hard. in yeah it's hard it's especially hard. especially i mean you get it you were you know if you're always on the run and you're always you know there's always something there's always going to be something to worry about or to to do or you know and so i it's becoming a lot i'm becoming a lot better at just chilling actually yeah That's and i'm embracing thing. that yeah yeah do you find like as you're in these moments of finally being able to take a breath and, and breathe a little bit and, and chill and find the beauties in life that you're also finding opportunities to help uplift other people who are either on a similar journey or I think about people that are in the studio totally. that you brought into your family. I mean, if nothing else, I'm able to restore so that I can show up better for mm-hmm. the studio when I'm whether I'm teaching or, you know, meeting with my team and or hanging out with my family. Um, it's so important. And I think that finally that conversation is shifting. I just feel like, and we've grown up in a culture where it's like work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in New York, it's yeah. like you just, oh, the first question at a dinner party is what do you do? Yes. Yes. And I'm really learning to your previous question. I'm learning to really disassociate myself with letting my studio be my only identity, you know? That's good. That's so good. And just... Yeah, enjoying life, girlfriend. Yes. COVID's kind of taught me that. It hasn't it though. Well, and you've started talking a little bit about the impact that COVID did have on your business. And 2020, the innovative focus that you had in 2020 with Ride Society was, not even was, is still admirable. So tell me a little bit as you, as we're thinking about, because things, we've kind of come full circle. We've talked about where you came from and that you refused to be stuck. And you kind of pushed yourself to own that journey and to be fearless in that existence of, I don't have to sit here anymore. No. And so now, flash forward, yeah. we're in a place where you've got a new business that's been thriving, and now you're in a stuck that you 100% couldn't have even figured out. Gosh, like, that's like you just like, yeah. <laughs> that's entirely where we are. Yeah. And it's definitely a different type of stuck, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's frustrating. We are still operating at half capacity mm-hmm. um, because COVID is still here and we're trying to be safe. And, um, you know, we def- we did like many other studios around the world. We rented our bikes out and we transitioned to digital online classes. Um, and then once everything was able to reopen, we've slowly been you know reopening and rebuilding from there. And we've been very lucky because we have an incredible ride community, as you well know. Absolutely. And um, I look forward to the day that we can, you know, kind of resume. I don't think it's ever going to look like what it looked like before COVID. Right. Um, and so that's part of the, the growing process right now is like I'm just anticipating what what you know when we do get back to normal whatever that is it's what what will that look like for our studio and how can where do i put my attention right now so that we can continue to grow in a covid world 
You know, I love, and it's so interesting to me because when we first met, it was literally in Ride Society, like in the halls, and you were building. It wasn't even done, right? No, yeah, not we at were all. in the build out phase, and there was such energy and excitement, and that is still there. But there is a, a level of growth and maturity that I feel like I've seen in your progression, mm. in your journey. Where the irony is, the timing of when COVID hits, and you know, I think for all of us, we can say no one was expecting COVID no. by any means, yeah. but the timing. It's amazing the growth that you are at because you're able to make these decisions that you probably wouldn't have been able to make had you decided to do this earlier. Oh. Which is amazing to me I mean, to think about. No, I know. It's, it really is incredible to process all that's happened in that time frame and like how when things happen and why. But we really have just... I've, you know, as a small business owner, we've accepted that this is the, this is the way it is. And we've, I'm in, I'm so lucky to have an amazing team and we are, you know, I feel lucky that we are, we are thriving in a COVID world and I'm just, you know, I, I look forward to the future. I love that. You know? Well, you know, Claire, the great thing about you is you do epitomize what it means to just be fearless and embrace fear. I love that you said that is embracing fear and, and really allowing your fearlessly made journey to help drive not only what it looks like for you to move forward, but what it looks like for other people to move mm -hmm. forward. And as we think about that, you said something really important, which was also giving yourself, yourself the chance to breathe mm -hmm. and to take those breaks and to chill. Mm -hmm. And you know, and guys, I know you knew this question is coming as we think mm -hmm. about that and that balance for you my question that i have for you what type of wine or glass of wine can you not live without such a great question right so <laughs> i wish you know those 6 a.m classes keep me on a schedule <laughs> um and let's be honest guys we were tempted to have wine during this conversation let's be real honest <laughs> it's easy to have a good time with you christy yes. um you know i have actually my mentor in new york city she um, brought me on the French rosé kick many years oh, ago, and I love sitting fancy. al fresco in New York City in the sun, treating myself to a nice chilled glass of a rosé from Provence is my I wine. I love it. So you just let me know. We'll make our way back over to Carmen's. I, mean, I know she's got one on the menu. She does. <laughs> That's what we're doing after this, let's be honest. No, just kidding, guys. Uh, Claire, it has been a joy, a treasure, a treat. I adore you. You know I that. I adore you more. Thank you Thank so you much. so much for yes. A, being just epitomizing the spirit of what Rights of Society stands for, for being a friend and a mentor to so many in our community and your leadership. And I wish you all the best with Fearlessly Made You, and I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode of Fearlessly Made You.